0: Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you.
1: You're listening to Flying Casual,
0: a Star Wars podcast.
2: Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there,
0: friends! Welcome to the latest episode of Flying Casual. I am your host, Michael Canterbury. Joined with me here at the table in house, uh, Holly, coming off uh, uh, episode one, episode nine, I guess I should say, of the Mandalorian. How you feeling? Uh, in a nice kimono uh, tonight, ready for bed, I presume.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you mean chapter nine. Chapter episode nine, nine I was to a different. To that. It yeah. is. I was actually kind of surprised. Maybe not. I didn't know what to expect, that yeah. they would go from, well, that they would continue the chapters. Yes. But, uh, that's cool.
0: It was a great surprise, yeah. Everyone was just speculating that. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, it's episode one to me. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Call
0: it The Phantom Menace. I don't care. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't call it The Phantom Menace. Uh, it's a great film, not to be forgotten. But uh, also with us via Skype, uh, the elder one, Mr. Luke. Elder. Lucas, well-rested on this late Sunday night. How are you, sir?
2: Yeah, rested enough, but you know, still like I said, thrown off as usual by the time change. Can we can we just stop doing this? You know, it's and this is the easy one. Yeah. The fall back you can fall. Yeah. You know, that's not too bad. But still just it makes you a little off.
0: That one makes me really upset. Like this one, boy, my body just gladly accepts the rollback and I'm like, let's go. You guys on the other hand are just very like You have schedules, you guys are on top of things, and it really affects you guys. I mean, you guys were, I thought you guys were ready to bed down, and I'm like, we have to podcast, guys, so uh, do you need me to roll your clocks back again? But uh, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, It is an an outdated uh, uh, tradition, I guess you would call Uh, it, I don't know. Some
1: states don't even, or not even just states, just some counties in certain states don't even recognize it anymore. Yeah, good for them. Like parts of Indiana, they're like... We're not gonna do this daylight savings crap. Wasn't it for farmers? It Wasn't was, it like a, yeah. yeah.
0: Which I mean, you know, that's confusing for people traveling through. And you know,
1: I learned um, in Britain they have a similar thing, but it's on different days. Like they already oh. rolled their clocks back last week.
0: Wow. So we're all just kind of, everyone's off.
1: Time is irrelevant. Nothing matters.
0: It really doesn't, especially in a pandemic. But uh, you know what does matter, guys? Star Wars matters. We are coming off of that week one, Mandalorian High, like Holly said, Chapter 9, The Marshall. We did do an exclusive YouTube uh, live show uh, discussing all of our feels, all the goodness that was Chapter 9, and some issues. And some issues. And these guys have had a couple days to squat on it. Um, and so we're probably going to talk about a little more at the end of this episode. But uh, we do not want to forget our friends, the comic books in Star Wars, because there's fantastic stories there. And the two issues we're talking about today did not disappoint. Uh, we are talking about issue number seven of the Star Wars mainline, uh, the 2020 mainline, and uh, issue number six of the 2020 Darth Vader line. Um, and I want to start, I think, with the Vader line. The Darth Vader comic book uh, because I liked it more than the mainline. I'll just come in hot saying that. Um, and you know we were we were teased uh, in the last issue with uh, Palpatine and a bunch of purple lightning. It looked like he was going to torture Vader, and boy, that is what we got. Uh, Luke, you read this episode? Or read this issue um we knew vader was disappointing palpatine but palpatine seemed to have like let him go on these adventures and you know kind of like maniacally laughed whenever he was going off to search for padme almost like he's like i know you're gonna fail you're gonna come crawling back but seemed to be a little upset and pissed off maybe vader had gone too far this time but uh what did you think of this issue my friend
2: one word comes to mind with this issue and that has to be brutal yes. this This is brutal. Basically, um, if you remember, I didn't remember until reading this issue. Back to the first issue of this line, it picks up immediately after Empire Strikes Back ends, right? Yeah. And it's like it shows the Emperor summoning Vader back to Coruscant. Yeah. You know, talking about how this whole showdown with with Mr. Luke Skywalker went.
0: Yeah.
2: But he's like, no, I'm not taking that call. And then he just... Jets off on his, you know, little adventure. I'm going to find all the people who made Luke weak because I thought he was weak. Yeah. Um, and like this finally like triggered that memory of that issue. Like, oh yeah, that's how this all kind of started. So now he's like back in front of daddy Palpatine yeah. and he's got an answer for his little yeah. side track, you know, after he was summoned and he's none too happy Palpatine and gosh, he, um, the imagery in this of, of him sort of taking out his anger on Vader yeah, and basically torturing him and trying to bring him back in line, trying to reconnect him with the dark side in a more forceful way. Yeah. It was like, I was like shocked reading through it just as it kept going. And as he kept, as his robot body kept deteriorating under Palpatine's, um, Force manipulations. It was, it was just brutal. Brutal, yeah. brutal.
0: Not only does he have to answer to uh, Papa Palp's, he's got to answer to Moss Amita. I'm like, okay, that cocky little jerk's in there talking to Vader like he like he could take him. I'm like, shut up, Moss. Like, pl- Vader, please choke him out. I actually thought Palp would for, for there for a second, but Holly... We're sitting there enjoying a delicious shepherd's pie that you made. Uh, Props to you uh, by that. And I'm reading this comic book while we're eating it, and I'm blown away. I'm seeing very brutal imagery while eating shepherd's pie. It actually was quite fitting. I actually encourage everyone maybe have a shepherd's pie while reading this issue and maybe the entire Vader line. But uh, you read this as well um i think you enjoyed it just as much as i do um just palpatine going to a next level um that we haven't really seen before and interacting with vader what did you think
1: yeah i thought i'm with you guys it was a little bit wild it was certainly alarming to see his little robo limbs disintegrating poor guy Uh, is he a poor guy or is it just karma
0: it's a little bit yeah i mean we've been kind of surprised how much we're feeling bad for vader um, you know, even, you know, knowing everything about Anakin and Vader, you still kind of wonder why do I feel so bad for him? He's yeah. done a lot of terrible things, but this was one of those moments where you're just like, wow, he's been through a lot and now it's just like mm-hmm. Palpatine's just taking him back to square one.
1: And then he just dumps him on without, Mustafar without his, uh, yeah, his limbs
0: guys, it was, it was brutal. So Vader is summoned back. Right. And, um, you know, Palpatine starts hitting him with some force lightning. And Vader's blocking him with a saber. He's like, "Why are you doing this?" He's like, "You have to learn. Like you've been, far, you've been, you, you you've been avoiding. You know all that I've taught you. You've become weak." Um, and Masamita shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, traitors deserve to die." Like they're calling Vader a traitor at this point, which was that. I mean, Massamita said you'd let um, Padme's you know doppelganger, her 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 kind of her her handmaiden sabe you let her get away you let that rebel cell get away he mentioned a couple other things he let luke skywalker get away he's like maybe you maybe you're terrible at your job or you're a traitor so at this point i mean that's that's a huge accusation against darth vader the the, the emperor's right hand man and uh so he sicks the imperial guards on him i'm like what are they gonna do nothing,
1: um nothing as it turns out well
0: it turns out they didn't do much but uh palpatine uh, vader whips out his lightsaber and Pal- palpatine says oh no oh no and force pulls the thing out of his hand i'm like okay this is gonna be interesting so he takes a couple beatings there from the uh the uh imperial guards but uh and he's like you know what enough of this and he starts force choking both of the attackers which was awesome and he's at and he's force choking masamita and, and i'm like great snap all their necks and let's move on and you've just proven to palpatine that you know you you you're back and that you're you're his man. Oh no. Oh no. Palpatine then lifts him by the throat and starts choking him out.
1: That was a cool moment too because oh. then like off to the side when Palpatine is choking Darth Vader like force choking him, yeah. you see flashbacks of all the individual people not all of them yeah. but a lot of them You're that right. Darth Vader had choked out in the past all
0: the Admirals I mean Krennic was in there Padme, Padme was Sabe. yeah and some of the ones that I don't remember probably Katenita, Piet. yeah, Admiral Ozzel. yeah. The, all those sweaties that you know got choked out pretty early in Star Wars but it was it was brutal, and you're like, oh wow, this is his signature move, and it's being used against him. I I, I don't think we've ever seen that before.
1: And it's like planting that seed. I mean, we've Praising. seen now Palpatine's yeah. plans starting to backfire on Palpatine. Yeah, it, like it's not going the way that he thought it was going to. Yeah. And I think we know this also backfires on him.
0: And it ultimately it does, right? We know that and. I expected manipulation. I expected some force lightning. Ah, you've learned your lesson now. You shorted some circuits, whatever. But when he lifts him in the air, it took me a second. I, I love to just read the quote bubbles in comic books and then take a while to appreciate the artwork. And I almost missed it when he lifted him up. It almost looked like the his appendages, all of his arms and legs had like Almost like someone took watercolor and dripped it on the legs, and the artwork kind of blended. And I was, like, and they kind of shrunk in. I was like, "What is this? Like a is this an artwork mistake?" Oh no, this is Palpatine like imploding his legs and arms to just to the core of his body as he found him on Mustafar burning. It was brutal, and so he's just sitting there limbless. And here come the uh, the uh, Death Troopers. They lift him up. And take him to the same embankment there on Mustafar near the Lava River. And they don't just lay him there. I don't know if you guys caught this. They don't just lay him there. They drop him from the top of the hill and let him slide down into the lava, just as Obi-Wan, you know, it just had happened in his battle with Obi-Wan. Luke, I was blown away uh, of the brutality. And when he said, when when Palpatine said in the prior issue, like, I'm going to, we pretty much essentially need to restart your training. I didn't expect that to be so, like, like, real like we're taking you back to where it all began burning on the side of a, a lava embankment i mean
2: were you blown away you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth because i going to say the exact same thing palpatine told us in the last <laughs> issue you need re-education yeah and we didn't know how literal he meant that yeah. he's gonna i'm gonna tear you down <laughs> to that moment again on mustafar your legs are gone one of your Arms is gone, yeah, and you're burning at the lava river, yeah, and uh, exactly. Like, I that's why it was shocking because it didn't take Palpatine at his word that he was gonna do yep. just that. And uh, it's funny to me that the way the conversation is playing out because we've been talking Star Wars and, and doing the podcast long enough that I can almost like you guys are in my head and I can hear <laughs> you and Holly, I can have conversations with you and Holly. That's the in force. my own head when you're not around. <laughs> so, like, I knew that Holly was going to check and, and temper some of the Vader sympathy. She was like, remember, guys. Yeah, Remember who this is.
0: Torture that <laughs> bastard.
2: She <that>, said, <laughs> torture him. No,
1: no, no, I didn't say that.
2: Yeah, you definitely did it. You definitely did. It. No, but I think it, 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 it's valid. It, it reminds me, the analogy I'm getting a lot here with um, with Vader in this line and through a lot of the Comics, um, it's like, um, it's like Theon Greyjoy in, in the song of ice and fire game of thrones. Mm-hmm. Like he made, he makes a really bad yeah. decision at one point that may be given a chance to make that decision 10 times. He doesn't make it more than four, three or four. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's 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 on a knife's edge but it shades towards he probably wouldn't do that more often than not but the one time he does it and it and then sort of all the consequences roll on from that point yeah and at some point he's like so far in it and so deep in it that it just he's trapped yeah trapped in it and and we see you know he becomes reek and he's you know in in theon's case he's a a shell of himself and in many ways like vader's relationship with palpatine is like that he's like a a slave, a slave to Palpatine, even though, yes, he's responsible for how he got there. Yeah. Um, but then once he's there, he, he is kind of trapped in many ways. And there's some really, some juicy stuff. I'm kind of wondering what you guys took when, um, I loved when, when Palpatine brings up the prophecy of the chosen one. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, you're the, you're the chosen one. Were you not um, destined to bring balance to the force? But who, Who chooses the chosen one and why could they not choose another? You're a tool. (laughs) Um, So it made me think like, what does Palpatine think about the balance of the force? He must think that that Vader did bring balance already and that balance is the Empire, I guess, and and the strength of the dark side coming back. Um, That's really interesting to me. Like, oh, he thinks this is what the prophecy was saying and that vader was a tool and basically palpatine can choose the chosen one yeah. he chose vader yeah and he can toss him aside and choose somebody else i thought that was really interesting kind of uh perspective on on the the chosen one theory and, and uh, prophecy coming from palpatine
0: yeah he's definitely showing his hand here right it's just like I really don't give a crap about you. Like, but he does. But when he says that and he says, you know, you're just a tool, I think it might even be the next panel. He's like, he mentioned, he, he calls him old friend. Like, he brings it right back down. We need to, we really need to take you back to the beginning, old friend. Like, you know, kind of a back and forth. I, I don't know, but he was showing his hand. Holly, what did that's you think like, of that moment?
1: That's like a very typical thing that like yeah. abusers will do yeah. is, They will, like, belittle people. They will drop you to the lowest low that you've ever felt and make you question everything. But then they'll throw in one word or a phrase very specifically to make you question, like, am I taking this too personally? Like, is this, like, should I be that upset about something that just happened? Or... Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that we see Palpatine have a lot of traits of those abusers. Um, It's a very real, like, these are, I mean, a little bit more extreme than most cases. But I think, I mean, it feels real that, like, people can relate to that, too. And I just think that, like, that's a very specific thing that Palpatine said to, you know, sink Vader back and then kind of make him feel, start to feel that, like... Anger, yeah, coming back out, which was this whole point. I feel like there's two things that I thought <laughs> about during that one scene. Because at first, I was like, "Like, is Palpatine serious? Like, is he mm-hmm. does he actually believe what he's saying, or is he just saying this to like get under Vader's skin? And this is truly just like another real test, and this is all part of his manipulation. Like, yeah. does he actually believe that Vader is a tool and that he could choose? A different chosen one or is he just saying that to you know break vader even more because we know that throughout the prequels we saw anakin like throwing that term the chosen one around he does yeah. it in the clone wars 2 kind of like a harry potter moment but i'm the chosen one
0: yeah he i, I think it's a little bit of both i i think if you look at like the rise of Skywalker, that's a very that's not even actually Palpatine, it's a clone of him and he's an arrogant son of a bitch. <laughs> he's like I can pretty much do whatever I want. And so to me, it's both and that I don't even know if he actually believes that the chosen one is really a thing. I think he thinks he he's the all-encompassing being out there that no one's gonna, who's going to challenge him. No one ha- no one has and no one will. But it's that manipulation. He's gotta turn it up a little bit, right? He he had he kind of had Vader, you know. He 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 was the puppeteer. He, he had Vader doing things he wanted to do. Well, now Vader's kind of going against the plan. Well, let me bring you back down and and, and really stir up that anger. Yeah.
1: And like Luke said in the prior issue, Palpatine was like, Vader needs to be yeah. educated. Yeah. And I think you know he mentions in this specific com- comic like. You know, it was your fear of losing Padme that brought you here. Well, he doesn't have Padme anymore. So, what other fear can Palpatine use as a motivator to get Vader to do what he wants him to do?
0: Yeah, and you can see. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to six. So it's just like, what's it going? What What is really going to flip that switch here? I mean, this issue is very short. You know, he's sitting there, burning with no limbs and. Masamida and the Palpatine are tracking him. He does have some more flashbacks there on the on the, in the, in the lava sand on the embankment. Sees Obi-Wan walking away. It's got that red hue. He sees uh, a flashback to striking down Obi-Wan on the Death Star. And then the next panel, it's the same scene, but he's actually slashing Palpatine in half. Um And uh, obviously, Masamita picks up on that anger. <laughs> and he's like, he wants to kill you. And he's like, oh, great. Like, that was the point is to get him riled up to get him back to where he needs to be. But And then they're sending some. This was kind of strange for me, Holly. I don't know what you thought about this assassin. We have a Sith assassin out here at the end. He's sending him to... Test Vader some more. Do you recall? I don't remember what his name
2: was.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Luke remembers. Luke, do you remember that? Ochi
2: of Bastoon? The big thing here is it's um, this is the cat who kills Ray's parents. Oh, that's right, Ochi. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that moment in in the Rise of Skywalker was like very confusing to me. I also I <laughs> couldn't hear much, and I, I what's happening? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why things were confusing because it's just kind of Felt like it was shoehorned in there, but... uh, Well, that makes a lot more sense. Okay.
1: Because his... Bring it together. Because his... Palpatine's whole thing is that like he really, really needs to tear Vader down. Mm -hmm. I mean, what he's doing is he's essentially torturing Vader until he completely breaks, and then he knows like I he will do anything I say because he doesn't want to keep going through this. So he's going to keep putting him through this like continuous cycle of torture, Mm -hmm. and that's what he says. You know, he says at the end of the comic when we see Ochi show up, I will turn his anger back to fear, his fear back to pain, and I'm going to do that like as long as it takes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's super jacked up.
0: It is. But you know what? When you just said that, what immediately came to mind was Ben Solo and The Last Jedi. And I'll finish what you started, grandfather. It's almost like what Vader's going through right now is exactly what Ben Solo went through and and, and following Snoke to me. It's just, I'm going to put up with this. And I'm I'm so masterful in the force. I'm going to deceive my master who, you know, that happens a lot in the dark side. But uh, a moment of redemption. I, I don't know. It didn't happen so much for Ben Solo until much later. But I don't know. There's such similar stories now when you see kind of the... the I never really expected Darth Vader after becoming Darth Vader to be, like, tortured or spoken down to by Palpatine. Or the kind of the way Snoke does Ben Solo. It's just... They're such similar stories. They're such similar experiences. It's it's, but what's what is it that's gonna what's what's gonna flip the switch for Vader? Is it really just Episode Six and what's happening, or are the seeds being planted previously? Luke, are we gonna get some more moments in this comic book, or is it truly the flip of a switch? You know, after the Ewoks, you know, cause some destruction, he's like, "Crap, these Ewoks
2: may take over. I better switch sides." <laughs> The mind meld is almost complete. Because I was going to bring this up. Um, that it's definitely like they're planting seeds for sure that, you know, Vader's Vader's turn back to the light is – I think we're seeing bits of it here with his conflict with Palpatine and his his seeking out of of what really happened to Padme and and continuing to connect back to sort of that love of of Padme as – as flawed as Anakin was in the application of his love, I think his love was genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so I think that this definitely is kind of planting the seed that it wasn't just an, an instant of a flip with, with Luke there uh, on the death star. It was, it's building in this time period leading up in between empire and Return of the Jedi. And Michael, you brought up, um, the panels with him thinking back to Obi-Wan and this just got, yeah, Got my mind racing a little bit. And these are the panels throughout this line that have always um, just made me confused at times and mm-hmm. wondering and questioning. It's the all the panels in the red yeah. um, coloring. Everything's red. It's, yeah. it's always a flashback or an altered version of a flashback a vision that Vader's having. Yeah. Um, Throughout this line, these, these panels have just like been some of the most sort of, like I said, confusing and like, there's a lot to unpack in them. And, and so when we see him lying on Mustafar and he watches um, the emperor shuttle leave, yeah, he thinks back to Obi Wan walking away from him. Yeah, and, and that very same spot. Mm. And so then he starts to think about slicing Obi Wan down on the Death Star. And like you said, the image turns from Obi Wan to Palpatine. Mm. Um, but there's just <laughs> it's weird to me that they gave Palpatine in the image of him getting cut down. They gave him a little dialogue bubble aha but all it says is ha <laughs> Yeah. it's like he's even in Vader's vision is he just like being a dick again yeah. and just like you can't strike me down Ha! Ah, this is all a vision yeah <laughs> what,
0: what was it what, what what holly you were picked up on some of this and we're interpreting yeah. things like what what
1: well what did that scene mean well so we see him We know how much Vader hated Obi-Wan. Yeah. And that was the driving force behind a lot of his actions. In the beginning of this comic line, don't forget, his whole thing was, you know, what did Obi-Wan do? Obi-Wan was behind this. Like, he is the reason why this is happening. And those four panels show a redirection of that anger from Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan to Palpatine. Great point. And I think that that's very important because in all of the comics that we have read up to this, he's been ticked off at Obi-Wan, blaming Obi-Wan for everything, blaming Obi-Wan for weak, for Luke being weak, blaming Obi-Wan for what happened to Padme. And he's kind of had to come to terms with maybe it wasn't all Obi-Wan, even though he won't admit it to himself. And now we see him redirecting his anger. Mm -hmm. To Palpatine, which yeah. is a huge shift. Also, <laughs> when I when I read that and saw the snotty, like, ha huh from Palpatine, yeah. in the next few panels after that, when um pa- he's like, Palpatine's like, oh, I know, like, he wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Palpatine can do a lot of manipulation to the visions that yeah. certain people were seeing. And I almost feel like, what if, like, Palpatine was, like, like knew that Vader was going to redirect that anger and that's what he wanted and like he could manipulate that vision a little bit maybe that's yeah. giving him too much credit but I don't know I,
0: I like what you're saying especially like those ex- the experience with obi-wan and and Palpatine are so similar and he's reminded when he's betrayed in that moment and he sees the shuttle leaving he's brought back to obi-wan betraying him and leaving him it all comes back to obi-wan now. That scene that Luke brought up when he slices, you know, they show him cutting through the robes of Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan disappearing, cutting through Palpatine. They actually show Palpatine getting cut in half, like he separates his body, and he says, ha, little dialogue bubble. To me, it's almost like like you said, bringing Obi-Wan, to him, Obi-Wan and Palpatine are both manipulative, and they've just used him, and he's been on the receiving end of all of it. And in that moment, he cut down Obi-Wan. Even when he went, when he finally had the moment to seek revenge on Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan had outsmarted him and had become one with the Force and disappeared. He didn't even get the satisfaction of striking down Obi-Wan Kenobi in revenge. And almost his mindset is, even if I wanted and had the opportunity to strike Palpatine down, there's... He, ha! You couldn't, even, you couldn't even do that if that was me. Because I'm the ultimate. I'm the powerful. You would never, ever have an opportunity to do that. You could, in your mind, cut me in half and I'm still going to be around. Which is the actual, literal case. <laughs> as we know in episode 9, he threw him down the chute. We all think he's dead. He comes back. Boy, I would love to have seen Anakin's face... Finding out as a force goes somewhere that Palpatine's back, he's like, "Are you freaking kidding me? How many times do I have to do this?" I, I, Luke, does, does that does that have any? Uh, is that plausible? There that maybe it's just you know, Anakin and Darth Vader's failures. He couldn't even bring down Obi Wan. Was an old man. You know, an old Jedi, and he has all these Sith powers now, he also he couldn't strike him down there. And if he tried to do it to Palpatine, why should he think that it's going to be any different?
2: Yeah, I just can't. I, I couldn't have said it any better than, than Holly, and I just had this, like, just, like, fireworks explosion in my brain when Holly said it's it's him redirecting his hatred yeah. from Obi-Wan to Palpatine and what, it, it, that's amazing like, um, I didn't fully put all those pieces together in, in such a succinct way um, so I think that's great because I think even though you saw in the prior issue him express his anger towards Obi-Wan when he sliced down the droid for mentioning his name again um, I think through that process of finding that what happened to Padme after she left Mustafar and seeing that Obi-Wan helped her save Anakin's child I think that does soften his, his feelings towards Obi-Wan yeah. and, and so that makes sense that he's then able to let some of that Obi-Wan hatred go and like, it's like all he said it sort of gets transferred to Palpatine yeah, um, yeah that, that's, that's amazing and I think you know when you brought up episode 9 and him you know the Palpatine coming back Uh, I want to get into that a little bit if we could. Um, and you're right. Like Anakin does have to reach out to Ray in the Force and sort of help her in in her moment of need and be one of the Jedi helping her resist. So Anakin's work is not done (laughs) in that regard. But the, um, the little Ochi of Bestoon uh, connection thrown in there at the end that we're going to get probably a lot more in the next episode or the next, um, the next issue. Um, what do you guys think of Oshia of Bastoon in general and The Rise of Skywalker? For me, um, I need to go back and watch Rise of Skywalker again because yeah. it's, it's been a little while. And I've, I've only seen it a handful of times at this point. But why it's not one of my favorites right now is um, the overall plot is one of the more convoluted plots wow. of any Star Wars movie. And I'm all down for convolution. Like um, You could say the same thing about a lot of the prequels, but – good portions of the prequels are kind of paced slower. Episode nine comes at you at a hundred miles an hour and it's convoluted. So that's where I, I kind of get mixed up a bit. Um, or just kind of like, I have trouble figuring out my feelings about it because for me, like they throw in this Ochi Bastoon character to be the one to kill Ray's parents. And for me, I wonder if it'd be more significant if it was just like, if it was Snoke, yeah. who killed Ray's parents or like some other person that we're already familiar with already has an established, um, story somewhat in the saga yeah. that might be a little more impactful. Uh, I, I think it, it helps that, okay, there's this dagger that Ray can then say, Oh my God, this is the thing that like killed my parents. And then yeah. it's also a plot device in terms of finding the throne room and at the death star wreckage. But We've never seen Snoke wield a lightsaber, yeah. I don't think. So why couldn't he... The dagger could have easily have been from Snoke in the story, and he still used a dagger to kill her parents or something. like. So the, I'm intrigued to in the backstory that they're going to try to give out to bassoon now in this comic. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder why he was even brought up in the imaginations of J.J. Uh, of Abrams and Chris Terrio writing episode 9, instead of maybe inserting somebody else.
0: Yeah, it was random. I was like, who's this guy? He looks like Maz Kanata a little bit. Maybe that's <laughs> just me. But I was like, what the hell's happening? I think it would even have been just as effective as if you had uh, Palpatine himself do it. I mean, I guess maybe he was he couldn't have at this point. But Yeah, yeah someone probably
2: still like, a little gloob. in a state where he might not be able to do something like that. Yeah, yeah
0: he's a ball of goo on the ground and <laughs> Tries, but he's like, I don't have the power. Sends Ochi, who you know that guy, that assassin guy. <laughs> you know, uh, it's just I don't know. It was random, and that's it was so random, and it, I just had paid no attention to it. My like, okay, so someone killed her parents, and she blames Palpatine. Okay, but yeah, I didn't even make the connection that this was the person Holly. I think we totally, totally missed that connection.
1: Yeah, I I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how much we're actually going to get because yeah. he, Palpatine does say through Ochi, I am going to break Darth Vader as many times as it takes, yeah. and so like it kind of makes me wonder like what his actual plan is because it yeah. seems pretty premeditated if. He has dropped him already and Ochi's already like ready to go. They have a plan for him to do something. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of odd.
0: And Ochi's still around years later. So like and I, I did love the tease at the end of this comic. They're like, Will Ochi succeed in eliminating Darth Vader? It's like
1: Well no. Come on. <laughs> you know we you know
0: that we know. Do we need the tease? We,
1: well, we know. well, I guess it I guess it depends on if you um, are in the school of Darth Vader and Anakin are two different Let's people or if you're in the go. school of Darth Vader and Anakin are the oh, same person. God, because if you're talking yeah. about if is he going to destroy Darth Vader, if you look at it one way, it's just like he's just... Yeah. He's just pushing him more and more so that he wants yep. nothing to do with Palpatine. And like we said earlier, it plants that seed for him, his redemption. Gosh. Uh, so technically, he could destroy Darth Vader. It's just not going to go the way that Palpatine thinks it is.
0: Extra, extra, read all about it. Ochi redeems Darth Vader. What you gonna do about it? <laughs> I mean, we, oh, we may owe oh, 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 Ochi everything. Ochi may be the reason that Luke Skywalker... Becomes the Grandmaster. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he becomes a dick and then he kills Ray's parents. Hey, but it was necessary to get Ray to step <laughs> yeah. up and say, maybe Ochi's behind everything. God, is he? Ochi. Ochi, a Star Wars story. <laughs> we owe this bastard everything. Maybe he, had, it may, he may have said, "We gotta get Ray in the game." You know what? Let's kill her parents. She's you know, she's our only hope. Boy, that would be a huge twist. Oof. Is that crazy, Holly?
1: That's a little nutty, but I mean, <laughs> what hasn't been? We've seen nuttier things. Yeah. Phrasing. Phrasing. Uh
0: Yeah, I don't know, Luke. It's, he's a weird guy. Um, he's around for a while. It would be really intense if he ended up being a good guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no double words. double agent. That'd be cool. Well, He was a Sith assassin, right? Is that what they said?
1: Yeah. Assassin no. of the Sith
0: so in my is 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 at this point Palpatine planning his next rule like is that is that the the final order that he's you know that Ochi's a part of the, oh. that kind of Sith Empire then I don't know
2: I don't know but it says on Wikipedia that that Ochi's been around since the Clone Wars so he, he goes you know. he sort of spans all the eras yeah Um And that's apparently from the – the source for that one is from the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. They must have thrown that little blurb in there. Um, So, yeah, Ochi, they're trying to bring this – give this backstory for him that he's been around and used by, like, Palpatine for decades by the time, you know, we see him take Ray's parents out. But when you're sitting there in the theater or watching it or, you know, pulling it up and – you're not a sort of fan reading all these comic books and, and reading a visual dictionary, yeah. which I almost never read visual dictionaries. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, who, th- who is this guy? And to me, I just wonder if it would be a, and more powerful if it was sort of another character in the sequel trilogy that we're more familiar with actually taking those actions. But
1: uh, yeah. that's,
2: that's never going to be the way it is. So here
1: we are. Here we are. Yeah, it it really feels like... The more they keep pushing out these comics and some of the novels, the more they're trying to get fans to get into those mm-hmm. more. And so I think that part of the pull is like, hey, you want to really find out who these people mm-hmm. are and why they were mentioned in here? Come check out these comics. Yeah, and it feels like that's more so what they're going for. I don't know.
0: I, I think they're gonna. Do, I think they'll do a good job of making it making us realize that it was important. Yeah. O- Ochi's going to have some Maybe not a big role, but it will make a lot more sense than just saying, you know what, we need to include this guy in the comic books because what we did there was bananas, and it was. Yeah,
1: and, and I mean, that could be it. They could be including him in this comic book because they read some of the feedback that they got from people where they were like, who the hell is this guy? And then they were yeah. like, okay, we need to we need to pull him in to explain who this was, and obviously we can't do that in another movie right now, yeah. so what's yeah. the next best thing?
0: And I'm hoping they do a good job too, and it, it's, it's purposeful because – I was just thinking, like, why? Uh, I guess they're, they're so they're the, the whole point is leaving Vader there to build himself back up. That, that's what uh, Palpatine at the end of this comic says,
1: <laughs> literally. Like,
0: I built you after you were at your lowest point. Like, I made you this powerful, and now I've brought you back down. And this time, you're going to build yourself. And he literally just left him there with the you know without limbs, and to to, to fend for himself. And they leave, and then they send out this assassin. So, I mean, you know, he, he sent he, – in the 2017 line, right after, you know, Vader gets his body, uh, he's restored. He is sent out on a mission to retrieve a kyber crystal, and Vader just sends him out with nothing, kind of like here, um, a test. And I'm sure this test will make a little more sense, but I'm like, what is this Ochi going to do? You know, is he just going to sit there and shoot him from the hills like Tusken Raiders? Like, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like, I, what's he? what is this going to do to Vader? um but he did he made a point i guess vader had one hand left right
1: yeah he had one arm
0: one arm left because i recall him reaching out for his lightsaber try to use the force to pull it
1: Palpatine, don't do that
0: yeah he did not like that he stepped on the lightsaber he said oh no 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 he said if you try to use the force i'll feel it and it's like okay so he's it, it seems like he doesn't even want to use the force to build himself back up it's crazy but uh, a broken man there lying on the, uh, the 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 banks of of the the lava river on mustafar um it's just it's crazy it's it kinda, crazy it
1: kind of makes you wonder like i feel like before these i like had this idea that like palpatine was so ingrained in everything that was happening and everything was so intentional and yeah. he knew what was going to happen before it happened but now i'm like he didn't, yeah. because if he had known everything that was going to happen, he wouldn't have pushed Darth Vader like this. He would have done something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And how different, how differently things would have panned out then? Like, if he hadn't of disintegrated all of his limbs and said, "Like, <laughs> you're on your own, yeah, buddy. Like, yeah. figure it out." Like, Darth Vader maybe wouldn't have felt so inclined to keep digging and see what was going on and. Yeah. Possibly, then it wouldn't have led to his redemption. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Slam on Palpatine because this may have been the straw. You yeah, that <laughs> may have been the one. The
1: branch that broke the oh. Bantha's back.
0: Yeah, or that was swallowed by the great dragon. Like maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I want to ask you guys one other thing before we kind of wrap up this discussion. You know, the the opening crawl of these comics, you know, is often repetitive, but. With this Vader line, the mentioning of Padme and, and, and Anakin or Darth Vader's understanding of her passing seemed very definitive. And I really thought that this comic book line was going to end with a realization that Anakin or Darth Vader has that he was the one who actually, you know, destroyed the love of his life and that was going to be that love and that understanding is what is going to drive him to want to to save his son and, and ultimately be redeemed but the crawl itself just seemed like he now knows padme's fate and then it's on to this other story you know of, of palpatine you know and his his re-education are we going to get back to that at all it did that did it feel like it really wrapped up the padme story for you guys uh, luke i want to start with you did, did Was there satisfaction in that? Does he actually know? To me, I don't think he actually knows. It was just that she died, and to him, it's just kind of, I don't know. To me, it was not wrapped up well, and I'm hoping that we kind of come back to it, but it doesn't really seem like we will now that Ochi's involved.
2: Well, if if I'm following your, your line of questioning properly, I think he knows in the sense that he knows it was basically his fault that the thing driving him, essentially, to the dark side eventually was his fear of losing Padme,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it was his actions that caused him to lose her. Because whether or not you take a more literal version of of why she died, a more sort of biological explanation, saying uh, it was the choke on Mustafar yeah. did enough to her that it caused long term damage, coupled with childbirth. Mm-hmm. um, that was her demise, sort of, you can explain it that way. Or if you just go with, the the more kind of fantastical, less physiologically explained, um, you know, sort of, she lost the will to live type thing. Um, that still is, is Anakin's fault. She lost it because of of his betrayal, turning away from all the things that she believed in, in his pursuit of saving her. Um, so to me, it's like either way, he knows he's responsible, whether it's sort of from the physical damage of choking her um, and his anger or just the, the emotional damage he caused. One way or the other, it was him. Yeah. So I, I think the the exact mechanism of her death in terms of like what the coroner would say on the autopsy is, yeah. is not – the the significant part there
0: well even just like a general like understanding and acceptance i feel like it wasn't i really didn't feel like vader had a moment where it was like damn my bad like i cannot like it was me yeah like it just felt like everyone else was to blame like obi-wan like it still feel like those flashbacks and, and all of it was still a, a almost like how you said kind of projecting all the issues on someone else it, It wasn't me. I still need to me. He was still on a quest to find that out, and now we're kind of jumping to a different story. And I, Holly, I want you to ask you the same question. I also want you to bring up, yeah, when we're talking about Padme's death, (laughs) what what you had seen today, some some speculation from some folks.
1: Um, so I do feel like I think in terms of what you're saying, it just felt a little anticlimactic. Yeah, like he didn't have that big moment um, but he definitely knew it was him, I agree with Luke we even see when Palpatine's force choking him, the first vision that he sees yeah. of who he's force choked was Padme, I assume that is Padme and not Sabe yeah. because I think both are Yeah, there's there. two images
2: and I think you see both of them you see Padme and you see Sabe yeah. So, yeah.
1: so I would guess uh, that the first one he sees is Padme yeah. Um, right, yeah yeah, but I <laughs> I, do, I do wish that he had that moment. I think that he still might. Yeah. I don't think that that story is done because of how much time was spent on it in the beginning. So I think that we're kind of going to have a few things going on in the next issues, I hope, anyway. Maybe yeah. I don't think that, but maybe that's what I hope is going to happen. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, I just feel like all of that is what's going to push him to, like, this redemption. Yeah. So we kind of want to see that storyline like further itself along.
0: Well, and I just <laughs> one of the best moments in Star Wars is Luke and his father there as the you know the the second Death Star is, is being destroyed and and he's destroyed the Emperor and he's laying there. What Luke, you might recall the exact quote, but it, it, does does Vader reference you know him already being gone or like you're, you'll but you'll die and he, he says uh, like take off this masses, but you'll die he says what, what what is it that he how he responds he says there's there's no hope for me or there's i don't remember he he, he says something to him uh, but he says i gotta save you and he's like you already have but he says something to yeah. him in that moment of like like there's no hope for me it's it's almost like to me i just imagined him now having those flashbacks and they're not because when I look at those flashbacks and they have that red film over them, right? It's a very literal almost interpretation of like Anakin through Vader's eyes seeing these moments and they have that tint of red. And it's almost like in that moment of him realizing like there's no saving me, whether you patch up my robotic limbs or not, there's no saving me. And it's almost like in my mind, he, he, in that moment, he's having a flashback and it's all the, it's all those scenes again without that without that red film without the taint of of vader's eyes that he's been looking at all this through and it's a realization i've done far too much damage and i shouldn't be saved essentially i'm I'm too far gone i can't i need to go back and watch it's a beautiful moment i can't remember i don't remember what he says but it's just man if we can tie this into episode six and you can get all those feels of like we're on the cusp of it but i do not i don't want to take away from that moment that i just referenced because that to me that is him really swallowing and accepting and saying that i need to pay for what i've done and you're the hope for the future and i you got to save yourself holly i mean are you i
2: brought you to tears with that <laughs> rendition but i mean that
1: was really beautiful thank you thought. thank
2: you um well, i think I'm, you're you're right in that you said that it, it left you feeling it wasn't conclusive here yeah. and i think it that means it was done well because it can't be conclusive here is feelings towards Padme and how that exactly. ended because it has to be it has to be Luke in Return of the Jedi who yeah as we as we said a moment ago the stick that that breaks the Bantha's back or <laughs> the great dragon. Whatever.
1: no you're right I I like want it
0: like fleshed out here and I want to see more moments of like him and having these but you're right it ultimately is Episode six and we're just this is to get us to that point and 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 make it have it make a little more sense
1: I um. I did see an interesting speculation on the internet today. Everybody by now is very aware of how I feel about the portrayal of yeah. poor Padme's.
0: Yes, R.I.P.
1: The most peace. Yeah.
0: Peace um, and peace. So. I saw. <laughs> yeah.
1: I saw somebody on the internet today. They were there was a really terrible meme. Um, it doesn't matter anyway. It showed Darth Maul falling and coming back, Anakin burning and coming back. Yeah. And then the meme was awful. And it oh just had a picture of Padme and it said, sad, dies. And it set me wow. off. So I was reading through the comics or the comics. Yes, the comments. Um, and somebody on this Facebook page was like, guys, Padme, she didn't die from a broken heart. And then he was like, these are just my speculations. There's... Yeah. No one's ever said this, obviously, definitively. But he was like, I think though, what happened was that Anakin was, or Darth Vader, whoever at that point, was sucking the life force out of Padme to allow him to continue to live in the form that he was on Mustafar. And so because of his connection with Padme, he was draining her, which then made him strong enough to be rescued by Palpatine and thus continue living as Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. There's another one that I, I think you mentioned that it was almost Padme trying to kind of will to use her, you know, it, it, you don't know, like, what this person meant, but kind of, like, will her energy into him to try to save him. Like, in her last act, it was really to try to save the one that she loved and, and it ultimately cost her her life. I, I don't know. I thought it was... It was an interesting point of view, and God, I can't. You didn't tell me about the meme. That pisses me off. Mm -hmm. God, people are terrible. (laughs) God. Anyway, Um, yeah, crazy. One comic book guys starts this discussion. I'm not even gonna talk about the seventh issue of the main Star Wars line. <laughs> I think we'll get that to, to next week because this was too good of a conversation to really to you know bring it up short to, to get in another comic book issue. But uh, um, it, it, did anyone have any... You know, you've had a couple of days to sit on the Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. Luke. Any revelations come to mind? Uh, I mean, it was spoilers galore. I felt so bad for anyone who hadn't seen... The Mandalorian, you know, the minute that it aired, because every Star Wars commentator, I'm talking the biggest Star Wars commentators on YouTube or anywhere to the lowest, we're spoiling the hell out of this thing on social media and YouTube for all listeners and enjoyers of Star Wars. And I'm really sorry on behalf of all those jerks that you had to have that happen. But uh, any any revelations since that uh, the moment with uh, Chapter 9 that you have... have- have thought about
2: i haven't had i don't think too many thoughts other than what we discussed on uh, the youtube exclusive right. reaction that's right live 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> but i am looking forward to, to giving it another watch before yep. the next chapter comes out on friday because i think uh you know the first time you're watching something it just you, it washes over you and it's yep. you're trying to take it all in as much as you can but you still you don't catch everything and Crazy. sort of listening to some uh some other people's reactions to things um i want to look at some of the more technical aspects of how the the episode was put together because there's something i totally didn't catch that that some people pointed out was i think they think they said that at one point it moves from like the ultra widescreen ratio during the crate dragon f- flight fight to um the less widescreen ratio, so there's no black bars on oh, your really? screen, and then it switches back right at the end. Uh, so it's like a technical, like uh, you know, um, um, oh, cinematography type yeah. thing in there, just to, like give you like a different viewing of of the the sort of conclusion of the episodes. So that's something I want to go back and like see. Like oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, uh, and just kind yeah. of. Seeing uh, Cobb Vance' backstory with with getting the armor again, and, and uh, so all things, I want to kind of get another another run through.
0: Absolutely, Holly, you, you sat on it. We talked on it for a little bit. Any any other feelings? It wasn't your favorite episode? And I get it. I saw a really scathing uh, review online. I couldn't tell you who it was. Maybe it was the USA Today. I don't I, wh- why Maybe. they're talking about Star Wars. I have no Maybe idea. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was Holly. Maybe you wrote <laughs> it. Are you a contributor for the USA Today? Whether I don't know if the USA Today is like credible and reviewing Star Wars. I have no idea. But uh, it was pretty harsh saying like this is how you're going to open it. Like it doesn't even feel like its own show. A lot of people are saying you're just you're too hellbent on on showing a bunch of you know. Uh, just good feeling stuff, uh, re- references of Boba Fett and, and there's no, there's no originality in, in the show and, and I can see what they're saying a little bit, but, uh, um, definitely not Holly writing that for sure. No, if it was, wasn't. we need to talk off the no. air, but any, anything else you're feeling after sitting on it for a little no, bit?
1: No, honestly, like I'm past this episode and I'm just looking forward to the next episode because right. I mean... I don't know. Everyone has their own opinion. It wasn't my favorite episode. I still don't think I'll probably watch it again. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I don't agree with a comment about too many feel-good moments because one of my problems was that I don't think there were really any feel-good moments in yeah. it. Yeah. That many. But, I no, I don't have any new revelations at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, a lot of nostalgia.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting to me, yeah, the, the perspective you mentioned from the review and kind of some of the things Holly said because um, – Overall, it was, I think, light on moving the overall story forward, which I think you remember a lot of the complaints, I think, last time around was the first three chapters of of season one. It was just, you know, it felt like everything was progressing forward. Bam, you're introduced to Baby Yoda, and then he gives him up, and then you know he's going to take him back, and that sort of just sets everything in motion. And then sort of the middle chapters four or five, six just seemed like side adventures that weren't progressing the story too far forward, yeah. even though they were kind of, they were introducing us to some characters and some things that were going to become important for the conclusion. So I think in this episode, there was a lot of action. It was, I think, you know, like, let's just blow it out of the gate. This is highly anticipated. Um, you know, let's like blow it out of the gate visually for people who are, maybe just binge season one yeah. to get caught up with what everyone's talking about for, for season two and like really kind of just blow them away and keep them, them hooked in. So for me, it was really action heavy and it, it didn't progress the, the overall story of the Mandalorian's quest that far forward, other than introducing the mystery of how Boba Fett's going to come into this. Um, I think that the backstory of Cobb Banth is cool and to see it all, um, but that, that didn't really, like I said, move Mando and, and Baby Yoda's story forward. So I think there's some, maybe some frustration there. Um, but I feel like in time, it'll all have its rewards, its payoffs. And, uh, you know, not every episode is going to be completely um, huge revelations, you know, in moving the overall story forward. They're going to, and draw the draw the strings out.
0: Yeah, yeah it was a great setup I thought but uh, I mean I guess they did a good job in that we have still no idea where the hell we're going uh, We just know that there's some familiar faces along the ride now apparently but as I mean we really stand nowhere different other than that big hunk of meat on the back of the, sco- uh, the scooter you know with the mando maybe they're just well fed now and they're pretty that's pretty much where they stand. Uh, that's all that's really happened uh, since this in season one. But uh,
1: Do you think we'll stay yeah. on Tatooine for the next episode, or do you think that they're going to do what they did last season where you're in a different place each time?
0: Yeah, it feels uh, the whole reason to going to Tatooine, right, was to find the the uh, another Mandalorian, but then finds out that you're not a Mandalorian. I'm taking that armor, but we're going to find now someone else who really knows where the Mandalorians are, and I'm kind of hoping it's not on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, but you've got to make, you've got to make the connection. Because if Boba Fett was on some, if he was on some random planet, I mean, yeah, it would still be cool. To be like Boba Fett's back. But the fact that he's back and he's still on Tatooine and he's probably been crawling around with sutures all over his body from yeah. all the acid burns, looking for his armor, you know, taking out uh, Banthas with his, his Tusken Raider rifle or beating him over the head with a stick. I don't know what he's doing. He's out there surviving in that heat you know just like old ben kenobi was and and that's intriguing to me if he if you found him somewhere else i don't know like he's on coruscant like just like <laughs> at the club having a death stick i don't know that wouldn't have been as effective is
1: that what they call cigarettes in star wars a oh death stick? yeah it's been a long time
0: since holly's seen the prequels so we've got to get her uh, oh, watching so. this again yeah what about a death stick and yeah no that's holly's like i don't understand the reference but uh so yeah we'll we'll see what happens guys we are doing uh live podcast reactions reviews whatever you want to call them uh to each episode of the mandalorian on friday nights um probably start around 9 30 and the next one this friday um but chapter two or chapter 10 whatever you want to call it as far as i know is happening friday um we'll be talking about it here you should join us here live on youtube to chat um holly's running that chat doing a great job running that chat um so get your thoughts out there get in that group speculate Um, i think everyone's just kind of blown away right now everyone's kind of treading carefully doesn't want to spoil too much for anyone um so once everyone feels a little more comfortable i'm sure the spoiler discussions will uh, uh commence but, uh, yeah, guys, I think that does it for us. We'll pick up uh, issue seven of the Star Wars mainline uh, next week. But I think uh, this comic book was just too good to not talk about and give it the, the full hour of discussion. But uh, we'll talk more Mando on Friday, guys. We hope to see you there. Uh, so look for that stream ready on uh, YouTube. And uh, if you're listening to... Uh, Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to podcasts, go ahead and like it or comment or, 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 or subscribe or whatever you can do on that platform. Um, just make sure you're listening to the flying casual, letting us know how you feel about listening to it. So uh, we appreciate you checking us out. Um, and as always, fam, may the force be with you.